Hallelujah. Happy New Year. I'm excited for this new year. God has great things for us. Um, just before service started, I was talking in the back kitchen with a young man, and he said, I'm not going to look the same in this next year. He said, I'm going to look entirely different. And then he was kidding with me. I'm going to have plastic surgery and all this done. But what he was really saying is that he wants everything that God has for his life in this new year. He doesn't want to look the same as he did in 2022. So as you heard, we couldn't go to Texas. And the day after Christmas, I came up here, just felt compelled do you have my tissue, Ron? You got yours? All right. Just felt compelled to come up here and spend some time with the Lord. You know, I've been a Christian since I was young. But I, it's like, what do you have for me, me personally? What is it that you have for me in 2023? What, you know, what does it look like for me going forward? So I had my computer with me, and I came up here, and I thought, for those of you who have not been baptized in the Holy Ghost, it's one of the greatest things that God can give you here on this earth, to have that ability to pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray out the mysteries is what 1 Corinthians 14 says. You pray, you're speaking to God. And so I thought, well, if I'm going to connect with God, I need to get in the spirit. And so I began to pray, just walked back and forth in here for about an hour and prayed in the spirit. So I had my computer and I thought, well, I'll just flip it open. I like to watch podcasts or whatever. And I came across this one, God's plan for your life. What a coincidence, right? Mm -mm. It was a divine message for me. And so I felt like the Lord wanted me to share this with you. You know, pastors gave us some of these different many mighty men of God that we follow, that we glean from, that we take what they have to say as a prophetic word from the Lord. But it'll not do any one of us any good unless what he said, you reach out and take it by faith. You should look those ministers up. You should write down what they say and speak that over your life in this new year. That's how you uh, cause that to stir your faith and to become yours. What they're saying prophetically when you receive the word of the prophet, you're rewarded. And so you can go into 2023 and just not heed these things and it won't be any different. Or you can take it and you can make it yours. We have out there by the buzz, we've been confessing over the buzz. The favor of the Lord was the open hand of God for last year. We believe that. We believe God's hand was upon our business, our ministry, our lives personally. But, you know, here we are at the new year. And so many people make resolutions they want to get it in shape. They want to lose weight. They want to stop perhaps drinking or smoking or potting or whatever it might be. They want to get, you know, financially stable. They want to get married. They want to have a new home. Whatever it is, 
People all over the world are making a resolution. But you know what is very sad? That the statistics show that within the first three weeks, most of that has gone by the wayside. What's going to be the difference for us in 2023? How are we going to walk out the things that God has for us? You know, as I was thinking about what that young man said to me, you know why he's feeling that? You know why you might be feeling that? Is because heaven is getting closer. And it's like a magnetic pull. The Spirit of God in you is pull, pulling you. He woos you by his spirit to get in line with his plan and purpose for your life. It's that drawing like a magnet. If you take a magnet and you put it to another magnet, it sucks it right to it. That's what's happening. We're getting the vortex, whatever you want to call it. The veil is ever thinner between heaven and earth. And the Holy Ghost is calling his people to get in line with his plan. You know, you can do your own plan. How many of you have done that? You can go your own way. You can make your plans for your future, but none of them will be successful. Oh, you might have that success that the world says, but it's not going to be the abundant life that God has ordained for you. I want to look at Ephesians 2.10, the King James Version says, For I am his, hand, his workmanship created in Christ Jesus, for good works, which God prepared beforehand that I should walk in them. The way the Amplified reads it is so good. It says, for we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, excuse me, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to, to live. These are predestined, prepared, preplanned paths for us to walk in. It's a God plan that he's ordained for each and every human being that ever came in the earth. There's a plan and a purpose for your life that sadly many come live and die and never get connected with the plan. God has a plan waiting for us and we're his handiwork. We look like him. He didn't leave it up to an angel to make us. He himself recreated us in his image. We look like our heavenly father. And don't you think that he has a plan that is going to make you happy, make you satisfied, make you wealthy? Not maybe as the world considers wealth, but he gives you every provision that you will ever need to walk this life, to live it blessed and prosperous so that the world looks at you and goes, how do you do that? And you say, my God, my God. Hallelujah. Ephesians 1.11 in the Passion, we're going to have a lot of Passion uh, scriptures in that translation because I believe it puts it simple for us. 
It puts it in a language that you can understand. It says uh, he, Ephesians 1.11, through our union with Christ, we could stop there. You need to be united to him. If you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, you need to be united with him. We too have been claimed by God as his own inheritance. Before we were even born, he gave us our destiny. Before you were ever a thought in your mom and dad's mind, he gave you your destiny that we would fulfill the plan of God who always accomplishes every purpose and plan in his heart. You came out of his heart. The plan for your life came out of his heart. You need to connect with that. You know, we're looking for the big prophetic word, and, and I believe in it. But God is saying, go back to the basics. Find out who I am. Find out your destiny. Get connected with it. Don't walk your own way. Walk in the plan and purpose that I had in my heart. I saw you before you were ever born. He has works for us to accomplish, good works. He wants you to reach out and touch people. He wants you to heal people. He wants you to be a light in a dark world. There's a young man who is coming in, in here over and over again. Maybe you wouldn't befriend him. He's a little different. That young man sits in jail right now on two counts of rape with a $100,000 bond on his life. He didn't connect with the God plan for him. You can reach out and touch people like this. I got to pray with his mama. There's people who are waiting on the other side of your obedience to the plan of God that they may never, never hear unless you step into that place. I believe God in his mercy will send someone else. But you have a job. In 2023, you have a job to reach people for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. These good works are for each and every one of us, but we'll never step into them until we get to the place where we are seeking God's face as to what that is for our life. Think of it this way. Um, where's my little prop here? I can hand you a key to my car, and it belongs to you. I say this is yours, and you can go sit in my car and not go anywhere. It's not until you put the key in the ignition that you start, you connect, you get that engine running, right? You'll still sit there, though. You'll still sit there unless you get it into gear. And this is how faith operates. We're given the key to the kingdom. Your plan is waiting for you. God's not withholding it from you. We're free will agents, but he says, here's the key to your plan. You have to take it. You have to get it in the ignition. You have to turn it on and get it in gear, and you do that by faith. The faith that is on the inside of you when you ask Jesus to come into your heart, 
that was what ignited in your life. But it's up to you. It's not up to him. He can't walk your walk for you. He's gone before you, and he's way behind you, but he can't walk it for you. You have to do it, and you do it by faith. Faith without works is dead, and you cannot please God without faith. So he's given us a beautiful plan with everything that we'll ever need to be successful and blessed in this life. It's called the good life. He wants you to have everything that you need to be satisfied, to be blessed, to be overcoming in this life. But the challenge comes in when you step over and you say, 2023, I'm going to follow God. You can believe that all hell will break loose against that. The things that you've been challenged with in your past will endeavor to hold you back. It'll endeavor to keep you from going forward in the plan of God. Know this, that God's not the author of anything that isn't good. We just read that in his word. He's not the author of destruction. He's not the author of sickness. He's not the author of poverty. He's not the author of mental oppression and depression. He's not the author of lack. When he hung suspended between heaven and earth, he took every single part of the curse. He's the author of the abundant life, and he wants you to walk in it. The Bible tells us that he provides for the birds. They don't have to, you know, worry, but they do have to go and gather. They have to go and gather. He's provided for you and for me, but we have to go gather, and we do that by faith. You might be thinking, well, how does this all, what does it have to do with the new year? I'm convinced that many people are suffering. They're tormented in their minds and in their lives, and things don't go right, and they don't look right. They don't turn out right because they're not on the path. They're not following the plan that God has for their life. He'll let you do that, too. He'll let you go your own way. But that's not his highest and best for you. His highest and best is that you follow his perfect, prepared beforehand, predestined plan for your life. Um, I sat yesterday. I took a little time, and I would encourage you to do this. Um, from the time that I was six years old, I, I put a little timeline of my life when I met the Lord and then of my own plans, I think they're fueled by the enemy, so you could say the enemy's plans. And I, I did that for my whole life. I just turned 65. Woohoo! Who cares? <laughs> I'm getting a glorified body anyway. But as I looked and I saw the areas where I went my own way, boy, was I miserable. I saw the times when I chose what I wanted and the regret and the heartache and the, the pain and agony. It not only caused me, but it caused other people. But then I saw the times where at the age of 14, when we lived in upstate New York, this is my brother John back here, 
And our mother was an Avon representative, so she had this huge territory um, in upstate New York. And we'd be dragged along with her in the summertime, but she met a Pentecostal pastor's wife and became friends with them. Now, we were brought up in the Baptist church, so you knew about hellfire and brimstone. You're getting born again every Sunday, you know, because you don't want to go to hell. But we started coming over into the deeper things of the Spirit of God. And we moved to uh, Florida when I was 13. And then at the age of 14, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues all by myself in my room. What a change that brought in my life. Because at 13, I was raped by a 17-year-old. And so I needed that to bring inner healing in my spirit, in my soul. And so that was something I saw on this timeline, how God brought me along on the path when I didn't even know it. And then as I followed through, you know, still making mistakes, going my own way, doing my own thing. But the grace and mercy of God the blood of Jesus that cleanses and redeems. And I saw how when I went to Ramah and really just committed to follow God, no matter what it cost, I would follow him. I saw my life begin to go upward. Sorry. Yeah, you still make mistakes blood of Jesus. Jeremiah 29.11 is a very familiar verse. It says, for I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you. Make it personal. I got them. Thank you. Make it personal. As if God is talking to you, because he is. I know them. I have for you, says the Lord, thoughts and plans for welfare and peace. There it is again. And not for evil, to give you hope in your final outcome. If he knows the thoughts and plans for me, wouldn't it be right? that I seek him and ask him to show me? Wouldn't that be the thing that we should do? Put your name in there. Let's do this like we were in school. Who knows the thoughts and plans that he has for you? God knows. Not your mama. Not your daddy. Not your teachers. Not even your pastors. We can come alongside and we can agree with you and, and help you find the plan of God, but he knows, and it's a perfect plan, ordained from before you were ever born. It's a plan of welfare and peace. Sounds a lot like Ephesians 2.10. He prepared a good life for each and every one of us, but it's only found in that plan. 
Psalms 139.16 says, Your eyes saw my unformed substance, and in your book all the days of my life were written before ever they took shape, when as yet there were none of them. The Passion says, Before I'd ever seen the light of day, the number of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. I have a book here. And it's got my name on it. My husband said, that's not your name. It was my name before he got a hold of me. Joan Elizabeth Overbaugh, my book. And God will take that book out of the libraries of heaven when you're born again. And he'll say, come and look in the pages of your life. I want to show it to you, and I do it by my spirit who now lives inside of you. You can't fail. You can't go under. You can't be oppressed and depressed. Those things are going to come against you. The enemy hates you, and he wants to take you out. But when you keep looking at the plan and the book and what he's written for you, your life will soar. He'll make you who you are intended to be. But again, the choice is up to you. I want to read from the Passion here. Uh, it's so wonderful if you have that uh, available to you. I know they'll put it up here, Psalm 139. Just give me a second here. It says, Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. Isn't that wonderful? Or maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. You perceive every movement of my heart and soul. And you understand every thought before I, it even enters my mind. You are so intimately aware of me, Lord. You read my heart like an open book. And you know all the words I'm about to speak before I even start a sentence. Here's uh, the part I wanted to get to. You know every step I will take before my journey even begins. You've gone into my future to prepare the way. And in kindness, you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. You know, I want to answer a question right here that plagues many people. Because we know our shortcomings, we know our failures, we know our, the areas that we struggle with, and a lot of times we can fail or feel like we're a failure, that God will never use us, we'll never be able to fulfill what God has for our life, we've done too much, we're worthless, and for me personally, when I went through divorce, that was a huge challenge for me because I'd heard all my life, you know, you're tainted, you're, you're bad, God will never use a divorced person, whatever. If I had listened to those lies, I wouldn't be standing here today. But so we have these things that follow us. But verse 5 tells us that God follows behind us to spare us from the harm of our past. I think about, and, and I love the story of the woman at the well, because Jesus reads her mail. She had had five hu husbands, so I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> uh, 
And then the sixth one, she was just living with. Yet he didn't condemn her. He loved her into the kingdom. And if you read the story about her life, she went on to evangelize that whole region. God used this divorced five times woman and one living in adultery to reach the kingdom of God, of people's lives for the kingdom. Or think of the Apostle Paul. Acts 7.58 in the Passion tells us of Stephen's death where he was stoned. And it says, his accusers one by one placed their outer garments at the feet of a young man named Saul of Tarsus. Acts 1.8 or 8.1 says, now Saul agreed to be an accomplice to Stephen's stoning and participate in his execution. From that day on, a great persecution of the church in Jerusalem began. Verse 3 says, then Saul mercilessly persecuted the church of God, going from house to house into the homes of believers to arrest both men and women and drag them off to prison. Yet he had the audacity to declare of himself in Ephesians 1, in the Passion, my name is Paul. And I was chosen by God to be an apostle of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Or in Romans 1.1, Paul, a loving, loyal servant of the anointed one, Jesus. He called me to be an apostle and set me apart with a mission to reveal God's wonderful gospel. How could he say those things? He was just persecuting, killing, murdering. He thought he was on the right path. How could he claim such things? The Passion makes a statement at the bottom under the verse. It says, Stephen's graduation, his graduation to heaven, was Saul's uh, initiation. God will use the devastation of our lives to jumpstart his plan. Hallelujah. You haven't gone too far. You haven't done too much. Was it Corey Tanboom that said, there is no pit, pit so deep that God doesn't go deeper still. Romans uh, 3.23 in the Amplified says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Paul could say it, and pastor was stealing my thunder, because of the blood of Jesus purged him from every sin, even the sin of taking people's lives. Yeah, but that's the Apostle Paul. How can that, you know, have any reference to us? He wrote half of the New Testament. Who am I that God would use me? Who am I that God would use me? Let me tell you who you are. Romans 1, 4, and 5 in the Passion says, And now Jesus is our Lord and our Messiah. Through him, grace cascaded into us. That grace, that cleansing, that washing, that redeeming, that power of the blood washed into us, cascades into us, empowering us with the gift of apostleship so that we can win people from every nation into the obedience that comes from faith to bring honor to his name. And you, point at yourself, you are among the chosen ones who are called to belong to Jesus, the anointed one.
We can say it because of the blood of Jesus. It purges us of every sin that we will ever commit. Saul, now Paul, could say it because the choice he made to follow the plan and purpose of God. He could say it because of the verse that Pastor quoted. Philippians 3, 13 and 14 in the Passion says, I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. If you do, you're going to fall flat on your face. However, I do have one compelling focus to forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. If you and I are going to get connected to the plan that God has for us in 2023 and beyond, we're going to have to forget our past. Even if our past was this morning, whatever lays behind you, you're going to have to forget. We were, Pastor was saying that we were watching these uh, different things on storms. If you think of your past as something like you're in a windstorm, there were tremendous ones that ripped roofs off of buildings, demolished whole neighborhoods, flying stuff in the air, uh, if you were out in that, you could be killed by it. But if this is the vision that you have of going forward in the plan of God, think of it as you being out in a storm like that. They can get up to 140 miles an hour winds, and you try to press forward into that wind, and it's taking you backwards, and there's debris flying all around you. You might have to grab on to a light post or something like that and hang on. You grab on to the word of God and you hold on because the enemy is going to come against you. There's no doubt about it. He doesn't want you to, to succeed. He wants you to be a failure because he's a failure. God has already won the victory on your plan and purpose. He's already given you everything that you will ever need to be happy and flourish and have peace. I can say that the Joan that was born back in 1957 is not the Joan that stands before you today. I've been delivered. I've been set free. I've been healed in my mind, in my body. I have a future that has hope and peace in it. I am excited, not thinking, oh, my goodness, now I'm closer to the grave than I was. I'm excited about what God has for me in this new year and the years before he either comes or I go by the way of the grave. I'm going to go out with a bang. Either way, I'm not going to sit down. I'm not going to become crippled and have ailments and all kinds of things. I'm going to walk in what belongs to me, but I have to take it by faith. And that's how you take your plan. You do it by faith. We can use our willpower or we can use God's power. Again, Psalms 139.16 says, You saw who you created me to be before I became me. You might hate you. I hated me. I endeavored to do away with me three different times to take my own life. 
because I hated me. Why? I wasn't on the plan. I wasn't feeding into the purpose that God had for my life. I was doing my own thing, and it brings destruction. Before I'd ever seen the light of day, the number of my days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. Friends, we can make all kinds of New Year's resolutions. We can, you know, try harder and, you know, get new equipment, workout clothes, and throw everything that has sugar in it out. And we can do all kinds of things but you can't do it alone. Now, in that plan, if you want to lose weight, in that plan, if you want a new home, in that plan, if you want to be financially debt-free, in that plan, if you want a spouse, in that plan, if you need a healing, it's all in the plan prepared for you. And he has the answer of how to do it. You don't have to try to reason. Your mind is not meant to rule you. You don't get into your mind to figure out how you're going to do what you do. Oh, maybe if I do this or I do that. As a believer, your mind is to come in agreement with your spirit who was born from heaven, who has God thoughts in it, and it's to come into submission to your spirit. But if you live out of up here and you're always trying to reason and figure and reason and figure, you're going to end up depressed and sad and, and wanting when God says, just tap into what I have for you. Just come and step into what I have for you. I take the work out of it. Then your mind will come in agreement. It won't argue with you. It won't pull you away. It'll get into agreement with the Spirit of God. And then it becomes a, an act of seeing and doing. I pray in the spirit. I spend time with him. I get in his presence. I walked back and forth. I talked to the Lord. And then all of a sudden, I'm seeing things about the buzz, how to go forward. I'm seeing things about this and that because it's coming right out of my spirit where the plan is. It's a blueprint. It's got your name on it. It's in the book. But you have to step into it. You have to choose. I'm not going my own way anymore. I'm choosing your way. It's going to cost you time. It's going to cost you to spend quality time with the Lord in his presence and in his word. This is God speaking to you the number one way. And then he'll speak to you in your heart. And as you see things in your heart and you step out and do them, then you trust him for the next thing. And it becomes this wonderful adventure. Sorry, I'm spitting on my computer. <laughs> With the Lord. He's your teammate. He's given you the Holy Ghost, John 16, 13, and 14. But when he, the spirit of truth, the truth-giving spirit, there's a lot of lies out there that act as if they're truth. He will guide you into all truth, the whole full, full truth. For he will not speak his own message on his own authority, but he will tell you whatever he hears from the Father. He will give the message that has been given to him, and he will announce and declare it to you. The things that are to come that will happen in the future. Do you think he has good things to tell you about 2023? 
Do you think he has good things to tell you about your future? Hallelujah. Verse 14, he will honor and glorify me because he will take of, receive, draw upon what is mine and will reveal, declare, disclose, and transmit it to you. In the book for your life is truth. And when you ask Jesus to come into your heart, he deposited his spirit of truth on the inside of you. And when you connect with that, he's going to lead and guide you every step of the way. Remember what we read in Psalms 139. He's already been in your future, and he goes behind you. It's like, okay, here they are. He's leading and guiding you in this pathway. He knows the pitfalls. He knows the cliffs. He knows the rocks. He knows all the things that the enemy has planned for your life. But when you step over and you stay on the plan that he has for you, he's already made provision, already made victory, already made the way through of escape to a safe landing place. Hallelujah. That's what the word tells us. How does he show us? He shows us when we spend time in the word and in the Father's presence, praying in our understanding and praying in the spirit. We pray in our heavenly language, and he puts those deposits in our heart. But again, you have to choose. You can go on another path. You can do your own thing. Those in the world have some sort of success. You might look at people's lives in Hollywood or movie stars or people you follow on, on Instagram. That was one thing I noticed on my, my timelines about the time when television came into my life. You know, back then, we didn't have all the stuff you have today before your eyes. But there was enough of the, the lure of the enemy to begin to work on the hearts and minds Think what you have in your hand that you're exposed to, that the enemy will use. Think of the time that a person would spend on their phone throughout the day. Some people hide in their phone. Just saying, if we're going to follow the plan and purpose of God, we're going to have to make some difficult choices. I saw this on my phone. It was a reel. I don't know how many of you have seen it, and you could probably pull it up. Of Robin Williams. How many of you know who he is, actor? And I was going to play it, but his language is not appropriate, so I'm going to read it to you. This is him talking, and he was so distraught, I'm pretty sure this was right before he committed suicide. They say that love is pure and generous. It's not. It's small and selfish. The only people that don't look back with regret are idiots and psychopaths. I've got a lifetime of regrets. Boy, and he's crying. His face. Why, Lord, why? What kind of God? What kind of world? It's a stinking con game. We grow up being told, wait for the sweets and the roses, and then they hit you with a pickaxe in the ear. Grief, they say you'll pass through it. B.S., you can figure that out. D. 
Don't get angry, they say. Oh, let it go. It's killing you. Beep that. You can figure out what that is. Anger is the only thing they've left me, whoever he's posting this to. I love you. That's my rock bottom, my immutable, my damned and naked soul. I was wrong. I hope you can forgive me. Do you know God had a God plan for Robin Williams' life? But he missed it. Now, I don't know if he ever heard, if anybody ever told him. I don't know if, you know, maybe he brought up, was brought up somewhere hearing the gospel. But your plan, man's plan, will rob them of the plan of God. Proverbs 16.25 in the Passion says, Before every person there is a path that seems like it is right, the right one to take, but it leads straight to hell. When we choose to turn from God's plan to our own plan, when we choose to, you know, many of us, I, I could probably say that most of us are born again, But when we choose to do our own thing, we are missing out on the goodness that God has for our life. How could we ever fail? How could we ever fail if we walk in God's highest and best for our life? As believers, we're to renew our mind with the word and allow our lives to be dominated by the kingdom of God and his plans and purposes for us. He made us with a free will so that we can choose. He said, choose life. He said, choose the plan, but he doesn't force us to. It's up to us. And, you know, we're getting ready to take communion here. And... I think it's so important that we examine our hearts. Are there things that we need to change, that we need to man up, so to speak, and say, you know what, I'm done with that. I'm going to turn to the God plan. Because you cannot, you cannot put one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom and think that you're going to last. You cannot ride the fence and play the game. It's getting too short. The hour is late. And we need to be about Father God's business. We need to be doing the plan that he ordained for us. And we're going to be rewarded. We're going to be blessed. But it's up to you. And so this is a table of change right here. This is a table that enables us to come and dump it all at the feet of Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord. Forgive me for the things that I've done. Now I'm choosing to leave all that behind. This represents the blood. You would have to reach in to the blood and take back your sins once you've asked him to forgive you. Don't allow the enemy to put guilt and shame on you. You need to walk forward in the freedom that God has ordained for your life. And so here's healing. Here's provision for everything that you will need. John, will you come and play? Pastor Dan?
So why don't we just take a minute and examine your heart. Let the Holy Ghost show you anything that you need to let go of. Not only in 2023, but the rest of your days here on earth. What is he saying to you? I have to believe if the Lord gave me this message and wanted me to share it with you that it wasn't just for my life. That there's things when I was speaking that pricked your heart. Make them right. Make the change. Step over into the plan. The best plan for your life. And watch your life soar with him in the things that he has for you. Hallelujah, Pastor. The ushers would come, please. The only prerequisite is that you be born again, and you're welcome to take the communion today. We're putting ourselves in remembrance of what Jesus Christ has done for us. I don't think there's no better time for that as beginning of a new year. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Until you get, once you get your elements, please just close your eyes again and put yourself in remembrance of Jesus and what he's done for you. Amen. to come down. 
Jesus. Does everybody have the elements if you so desire to take of communion this day? Anybody not have it? Just put it that way. Thank you, Jesus. First Corinthians chapter 11, beginning of verse 23. This is the Apostle Paul writing. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. I'm going to ask my wife to pray over you. Jesus for being willing to hang between heaven and hell and take our sin, sickness, take all oppression and depression and every emotional issue we might deal with. I thank you that this bread represents your body that was broken for us. And in that, it gives us the right and the authority to claim healing for every part of our body from the top of our head to the soles of our feet, every organ, every cell, every tissue, every fiber, every system of our body. We declare wholeness and soundness and health. We thank you. That is our right. And so we declare it now in Jesus' mighty name. Take and eat. Old and healthy, hallelujah. The word goes on to say in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So, Father, before this world ever began, you had a plan already drawn up, plan of redemption for all of humanity and it required you sending your son Jesus to this earth to be the final sacrifice to shed his innocent blood not for sins he had committed but for our sins we honor your blood in our lives right now in this place glory to your name that precious blood still speaks speaks of our salvation of our redemption of our healing our, of our being blessed of divine guidance divine protection oh the blood still speaks 
and it always shall. Glory to God. Thank you for your precious blood. We honor it in our lives. We have faith in the blood of Jesus. We thank you for it now. In Jesus' name, you may take and drink. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. 2023. I tell you, it is an exciting day to be alive. You better be expecting good things. Amen. Stir yourselves up. Things will not stay the same. You will be different by the end of this year. And how many know it's going to be in a good way? Hallelujah. Glory to God. And just, just a friendly reminder, we're always here for you no matter what. We're here to join our faith with you. You need to get you a good faith buddy. Somebody you can call up and speak faith to that person or vice versa. I thank God I have a wife that's my faith buddy. She's encouraged me and lifted me up down through the years. I do the same thing for her and I have other faith buddies in my life. You are greatly loved and we want you to know we're here for you. 2023, our best days are before us. Amen. So, Father, I just pray a special blessing over them now. As they go forth this first day of 2023, I pray they go forth with great expectations for what you're going to do in them, through them, and for them. We are committed to your plan and to your purpose for our lives. And no matter what we see, no matter what we face, we're going to get through it and bring you glory and honor through the things you give to us and the things we do for you. We praise you now in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys are dismissed. Thank you for coming out on this first day of January of 2023. Make sure you come back next week. We'll continue with our study of the year of the maximum. You are dismissed.